Hi, welcome to the IMS Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Barber, and today we'll be speaking with Senior Trial Advisor Britta Stanton, who shares guidance for commercial litigators working in a remote environment amid COVID-19. Britta shares insights on advancing cases, preparing witnesses, developing persuasive storylines and graphics, and leveraging the right tools to build compelling storylines and persuade in the virtual setting. Britta Stanton is an IMS thought leader and trusted advisor to the firm's top clients. An experienced trial lawyer with more than a dozen trial appearances and nearly 20 years in practice in state and federal venues, Britta has also advised clients on hundreds of cases and trials. She served as faculty for the National Institute of Trial Advocacy and graduated magna cum laude from Baylor Law School, where she also served on the Baylor Law Review. Her thought leadership contributions help clients explore best practices on topics ranging from the persuasion of juries using trial technology and demonstrative evidence to effective witness preparation. We appreciate you joining and hope you enjoy today's episode of the IMS Insights Podcast. Another area you mentioned recently was witnesses. And, you know, we we help clients find great expert witnesses, but also just preparing those experts and preparing fact witnesses. How can clients get their arms around preparation right now while so many people are under stay-at-home orders? What can be done to um, to get those witnesses in, in solid shape? It's difficult. I mean, we're all facing the idea of a remote deposition. And, you know, the court reporters assure us that it's simple. And I've taken remote depositions and it is relatively simple, but it's certainly not the same. But then once you realize, okay, I think I'm comfortable taking this deposition, on the other end, you're thinking, okay, now I have to defend my client for a remote deposition. And to do that, I need to prepare my client. And they're not supposed to come to my office right now. So obviously, video teleconferencing is is our friend in doing that. And we have to remember what the real goal of preparing someone for deposition is. And that's familiarizing them with the documents familiarizing them with the process of giving a deposition and the goal, which are dramatically different for a trial deposition versus or trial testimony versus a video deposition. And then also just making sure they understand where their safe part, safe points are when they're giving their testimony. So that's really a great exercise. And it's one of my very favorite things to do as a consultant is to help prepare witnesses. That's a great exercise in which, in which you really distill your themes of your case. So it's important to spend all the time that you can possibly give it working through the tricky points of each deponent's deposition testimony and distilling what their theme or their safe space is when they get to those tricky areas. So I love to do that with with witnesses, uh, and I love to prepare them for trial too. And you know, the added benefit of using a consultant when you prepare a witness for trial is sometimes you need to tell them, hey, that's a really lousy answer. Or, wow, you're really coming across like a jerk when you say this stuff. And that's a difficult thing for a lawyer to tell his own client, sometimes the person who's signing the check for your legal bills. So it's nice to be able to rely on a consultant to kind of be the bad guy or to do a, a tough cross-examination with your witness. And you're going to want to do that before your witness testifies. You know, you're going to want to do some tough cross. And sometimes the client can't really separate who you are as a fake cross-examiner versus who you are as the lawyer they're supposed to like and trust. So it's nice to be able to let someone else be the bad guy. And I'm happy to be the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) What else should clients be keeping in mind? What What should attorneys be keeping in mind right now to move cases forward in this virtual kind of new normal, new temporary normal? 
there's going to be a lot of novel litigation that arises from coronavirus, COVID-19. And so if you don't keep your cases that are presently set moving forward right now, you're going to have too many peaks and valleys in your practice. You don't want to look at your, you know, you want to make sure things are continuing to, to flow through your system so that things don't get you know, stagnant and people lose the desire to have that litigation or to see it through and just want to settle all their cases. There are ways to keep your cases flowing right now. I know there are jurisdictions in the country, Texas included, who are tolling statutes of limitations for filing, but you are still able to file new cases. And so this is a good time to take advantage of getting a lot of that paperwork done, you know, filing some motions that have been sitting around, you know, anything for which personal appearance in court is not absolutely essential, you're going to want to push those things forward. And the other thing is you've got to embrace technology because I think we all are realizing that even after these social distancing restrictions are lifted, we're going to be living in a different kind of world. We're going to realize that in-person things aren't always necessary. And so if you don't teach your judges and if you don't teach your juries and if you don't teach the people at your office with whom you work, to live in a digital and remote world now, you're going to be missing out in the future. So you need to make sure you understand when writing a brief that you might not get an oral hearing anymore because your judge get, just got used to ruling on the papers. Or you might get a very brief oral hearing, or you might get a hearing that's over video teleconference, even though there's no need for it to be over video teleconference. So, you know, take advantage of this time to spend more time on your brief and to insert hyperlinks to put in some graphics into your actual brief and to make sure you have those things ready so that the judge sees all those things now. And in the future, when we have less oral arguments, which I anticipate happening, uh, you will be ready for it. That's really good. Really good tips, Britta. Another question I wanted to ask you, you know, we've, we've heard so much feedback from clients who've really enjoyed working with you, working with Chris Ritter, working with Jason Barnes, our advising team, because there's an ability to kind of connect the dots to really get elements like witnesses, like jury data, like graphics all pulled together in a clear view. And it sounds like a lot of what you're, you know, what you've been working with clients over the last few weeks has been able to shift into a virtual environment. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that clarity, what that ability to connect those dots, what that means for attorneys and for clients? And talk to me a little bit about how you've been able to, to do some of that dot connection in the virtual platform. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really nice for a client not to have to tell their story from scratch a hundred times. So it, for me, it's really lovely that I don't have to refer a client to six different sources and tell them to retell their story to six different people in order to accomplish their goals. So when a client tells me their story, I know that if they need mock trial done in the future, they don't have to retell their story to a new company to do a mock trial. And I know if they need an expert and they can't find it, or if they're unhappy with their expert but reluctant to change who it is, I know I can refer them you know, to someone else and they don't have to retell their story because it's all under the same umbrella. Uh, just like I know that when they need some graphics done, the themes that we came up with during our mental mining session are going to present themselves through those graphics. And when they need someone to help them pick a jury, same story, which is really nice for a client to have that continuity of care. Just, you know, they can come in to IMS in the focal point and say, you know, just kind of as my law school professor used to say, you know, 
vomit on your desk all the facts and law that they know and know that we will put it all together and that they don't have to put it together in a coherent story for us again, that we will be there to help them organize those things and get it done. And so when they're busy and have too many deadlines and they need a consultant to help, it doesn't take more time to get the consultants to help. It actually is a huge time savings for them, which is really nice. And the way the world's working right now with everything being uncertain and everything being remote, it's nice to have those relationships with clients where they know they have someone who they can call and say, hey, I haven't done this before. I know you guys are in the courthouse all the time. Can you help? You know, almost no one has done remote, completely remote depositions before. Some people have had a witness on the other end, but not completely remote deposition. Almost no one has done a video hearing or certainly not a video bench trial. And because our companies are in litigation all the time, we already have those reps. We're on the front lines getting that experience right away. And it's nice to know that I can give my clients that assurance like, hey, I know it's brand new, but we've already done it. Here's some tips. Yeah. And you think about, you know, the hot seat technician talent, you know, on the team and folks like Jeff Dom who've really been in there um, and, and working with technology in ways that right now seem to be helpful for clients. That's, um, that's certainly got to be a benefit that you've been seeing clients get too, right? Absolutely. I mean, the last thing you want to worry about when you're trying to think about, you know, how do I win and do I remember what the person said in their deposition so that I can impeach them? You also don't want to be working about, is my microphone okay? Am I muted? How am I going to pull up that exhibit? Oh, where is it on my desktop? That's way too many things for one person to be doing. If you're doing all those things, more power to you, but your, prop, your brain isn't firing on all cylinders at that time. So that's why we strongly recommend that you get someone even if it's a virtual hot seat, to be in the virtual hot seat so that you're not doing all those things at the same time. Britta, can you, um, can you, you talked about a law, uh, one of your law professors recently. Can you talk to me a little bit about how mentors have shaped you, your career, your life, anyone who, who really stands out for you? Absolutely. I mean, it's been, it was a pleasure to, to see different lawyers in action through the course of my career. But something I picked up on on a relatively young at a relatively young experience level was that you really need to find a mentor who has a style that you can emulate. You know, I knew some people who were really brash and full of bluster when they would come into the courtroom and they were very effective, but I knew that would never be my style. My style was much more earnest. And I found someone early on in my career who invested in me and had a style I could emulate. And I learned so very much from him. Um, and that's, you know, Eric Pinker at my former firm. And I consider Eric you know, a jack of all trades and a master of all trades. He is, he is an excellent human being. I consider him a mentor and a friend. And going to trial with him over, you know, many, many different trials over the course of my career has been a real pleasure. And was one of the hardest things about leaving my law firm was, was wondering if we'd had the chance to work together very much anymore. And of course, we still keep in touch. It's not the same as being a few doors down from him down the hall. But he is, he's a wonderful mentor. And I know he purposefully invested in me. And I appreciate that so much. And I see him continue to do that for other lawyers. And it is, it is a selfless investment that he makes in other people, which is part of what makes the practice of law so great. Thanks for sharing, Britta. One other question. What best practices would you share for how you've been able to balance a busy legal professional career with those, you know, kind of blurred boundaries between work and home. Um, what's, what's been working for you and what, what advice would you give to our listeners? 
Well, I love a schedule. If you know me, you know I love a schedule. But what I've had to learn most in working from home is there are times for the schedule and there are times to throw out the schedule. And I I really like being at home where I can take advantage of a five-minute block here or a five-minute block there to leave my office space and to run out and say, hey, let's all have a family lunch together. Or, hey, how's it going? Are you on your class call? (laughs) Or have you done your homework for the morning session yet? It's nice to have those interactions throughout the day. And then it's nice to be able to focus. You know, I told my kids, hey, I'm doing a podcast this afternoon, which they all thought was incredibly cool. They were like, oh, are you going to be on Spotify? And I was like, yeah, but I don't think you're going to come across me when you're looking at your playlist of Taylor Swift. Um, But they were excited. And I also said, also, like, please don't have a wrestling match outside of my door. (laughs) Good, good good guidance. Yep. (laughs) So, all right. Well, Britta, Really appreciate you being our guest today. Um, It's been wonderful speaking with you and hope you have a wonderful day and stay well. Thank you so much. You too, Teresa. Special thanks again to Britta Stanton for taking time to be our guest on today's IMS Insights podcast. And a special thanks to you for joining us. At IMS, we're trusted to deliver consultative trial and expert services for the most influential global firms. It's been our privilege to serve our clients on more than 10,000 cases and 5,000 trials, and to connect you with the sharpest subject matter experts and meaningful insights on important matters. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, email our editorial team at editor at expertservices.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and join us next time on IMS Insights. Thanks again.